Hi there. I'm Michael Marvash, and this is The Dead Man's Forest, a weekly conversation about existence and meaning, the unique lessons that we have all learned, and about how we can live our lives more as the people that we want to become. This week's episode is the brief conclusion of my conversation with Patrick. He and I share a few quick concluding thoughts about fear and the tendency that we have to think about things in binary terms and about some of the people who have managed to overcome those challenges. Let's give a listen. Hmm. One nuance, a lens to me isn't something that should be wholly rejected. As I think you are, might argue as well that the fear of contribution is not something that ought to be wholly rejected. Oh, you can't. You can't get rid of it. It's something that's in you. It's learning to live with it. Mm -hmm. And I think to me, one of, the, one of the great challenges for some of your listeners or what you hope might be the challenges, hopefully that they can overcome, is understanding that it's not a binary process. It's not a pass-fail kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and we all learn that, I think, eventually. Some maybe sooner than others, depending mm. on their story. Some maybe later than others. But embracing that variance mm. is something, or learning to embrace it or trying to embrace it, is something that's benefited me a lot. Yeah. Because that was one of the, the binary, the, the tendency toward put it in a box, binary answers, binary outcomes. You either do it or you don't makes a lot of sense in the context that I was raised in or a lot of the processes that I was involved in when I was younger, sports and sports mm. teams. Yeah. Um, there's a clearly defined winner or loser. Yep. And there are all these clearly defined, rigidly explained processes and like best practices. Yeah. And I think when you hear, say, in your example of a blogger who is asking how they might do something or the best way to do something. And I see this echoed a lot in Twitch streamers mm. where their viewers ask them, you know, how can I be a successful streamer? How can I do this? Is thinking in that binary way where there is this pass or fail. There's a right way and a wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I would say that that was a fundamental facet or tenet of my thinking when I was younger, non-consciously. Right, right. I would say now I wasn't mature enough to unpack those boxes or maybe even discard the boxes mm -hmm. in its entirety. Yeah. Is it feels good to put things in the boxes and know, right? And I kind of hinted at that yeah. with the certainty portion. Yeah. But it's like, it feels good. Right. And I it feels universally good. feels good. I, I don't think so. I think it feels good, at least in part, because we were taught that it feels good, that it should mm. feel good. And so, yeah, maybe there is a part of it that feels good just naturally as we are. 
human beings, uh, language brains that need to categorize things in order to conceptualize of them. But I think we can also learn to be comfortable with the amorphous nature of things and the non-binary, as you say, and the fact that there isn't right or wrong. There isn't even so much what works and what doesn't. There's just kind of that worked that time. <laughs> right. <laughs> that didn't work that time. There exists some subset of circumstances that work in a certain context. Yeah. And good luck defining that subset sure. of circumstances, right? right? That's kind of the beauty of, of yeah. iterating or innovating in that sense, right? It's, yeah, it's the realm of, of intuition, perhaps, which I don't know if you can define. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't want to try. I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, an easy way right. to dig my own grave. Yeah. But no, I think sports are a great example of another thing that has a lot of value that we can learn a lot from, and yet can we can also learn some erroneous lessons from because there is a winner and a loser and winning and trying to win seems to be important but in our society in our optimization society there are people who have so slavishly dedicated themselves to winning and they're so good at it and we look at them and say we kind of hold them up as role models. You know, the Michael Jordans or the Steph Currys or whoever's really good, you know, the Serena Williamses, really, really good at what they do because they win a lot. But a quote that sticks in my head as being a really good articulation in this is by a board game designer named Reiner Knizia, and he says, winning is the goal, but the goal's not the point. <laughs> so and and then what i get out of that is that trying to win is important but it's the trying that matters it's not the winning <laughs> and we get so caught up in the importance of winning that we lose sight of the value of playing well it's easy to measure the winning yeah right and i it I would say in most cases, a lot of times, at least in the sports world, and, and if we're staying in that world, easy to measure, easier to measure the, the effort put forth too. Mm -hmm. And it's no surprise to me that those rigidly defined things are attractive because they're very, they're easy to interact with. Mm -hmm. The cautionary tale, however, is that very, very, very few systems are that rigidly right. explained or defined right. um, or measurable. Sure. And in fact, I might even argue that the ones with the most weight aren't really measurable at all. Yeah. So that kind of willingness, willing resignation to that amorphous or ephemeral aspect it, is difficult. Yeah. Is a human conundrum right that i don't think is solvable sure yeah it's not solvable because life isn't a game <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we use games to to practice life you know emulations right? yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think i went through a brief stint of, of coaching and that was that that concept of there is value in playing to win and trying to win 
and there is value in winning, mm -hmm. those things aren't necessarily entangled and also aren't necessarily the most valuable right. of the entire process. Right. Yeah, it's most valuable. I don't in even fact, know I, if that... I would argue it's not. Trying to win, playing to win, learning to win, and winning in a successful team environment, in my experience, are exhibitions of the more valuable process. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. or, or characteristics. It's not the actual end right. goal. Right, right. And you hear a lot of coaching education echo that. You hear a lot of, even in our public education system, whom I'm a product of. Mm, yeah. You hear a lot of that echoed, but that's a perfect thing where how do you convey wisdom? How do you impart wisdom? Yeah. There's some necessary pain involved in having to experience to look back. And maybe it's maybe it's physical pain in a lot of the sports analogy. It's, it's very easy to measure mm -hmm. or easier to measure that physical pain. But even if we were to use the example of the everybody worships quote, in some sense, it was intellectually painful to concede that you're right, I do worship. Yeah. It is. And I had to experience it, it is before a little, I was like, yeah. mm. It's a little painful to admit that you're wrong. But how else can you learn? <laughs> they seem to be highly correlated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet we're all, we, we're living more so now than I would say in generations past in a society that incentivizes pain aversion or pain aversive yes, behavior. Yes. I was, uh, that, that, a similar thought has occurred to me at several points in our conversation is that one of the goals of our society seems to be to try to eliminate the things that we are afraid of terrorism being a, an obvious example right instead of figuring out a functional way to deal with it we go try to kill it <laughs> as absurd as that idea is when really i think all of us as a whole society would be better off if we learned that fear is a part of life and you have to learn to dance with it and to to do the things that bring you joy and give value to yourself and your life and your community and your world despite the fact that you're afraid and i think maybe the people who we perceive to have been the most successful in the past i think the ones who who are the greatest are those who have learned how to i don't even think i'd say overcome their fear i would simply say just to live with it those are the people we call great Martin Luther King knew that his message would potentially cause him to die and I'm sure he was afraid of that I'm sure he was afraid of it he was a human being but he cared more about it than he cared about feeling safe and that I think is a very very high calling for all of us. Yeah. 
I really like the analogy or the language of learning to dance with it. I think that resonates with me the most because you can still stumble through a dance just like anything else, right? Yeah. But there is some choreography to that that I think is very important when trying to learn to dance with it. And I, there are many dances. I don't mean to imply that there is only one dance, right? Right. To be choreographed yeah. with fear. Or maybe even one subset of dances. I don't, I don't think of it that way. It's more in the, the, the general idea of there is some choreography, just like there is some structure to our psychology, to our sociology, um, and to our decision-making processes. Mm -hmm. And learning to embrace one of one of your guests that you had on here was very scientific about it. Um, but he had spoken about aligning his the factors within his control aligning them with what he wanted from life or what he had decided he wanted from yeah. life or how, the processes that he felt would enable him to maximize his, I guess, contentment. I don't want to mischaracterize what he sure. had said, but sure. I think that's a great illustration of the choreography that I'm talking about. Right. Obviously done with much more rigor than I have ever chosen to do. That's fine. The, the understanding of that that choreography, I think, is yeah, definitely seems to be a facet of, of growing older and trying to be, and maybe that is a facet of the optimization culture. I don't know. I happen to be an optimizer, right? So, so that's all that Patrick and I have for you. I want to thank him for going up to the mountain with me and talking. It took not only time but also courage and reflection and those are both valuable gifts that i appreciate i want to thank you for listening for being here i hope that if you have any ideas that have come to you over the course of this conversation or any others or just your day-to-day -day life that you will share them with me as always at my website deadmansforest.com Org. Next week is Christmas, and the week after that is New Year's, so have a happy holiday season, whatever holiday it is that you celebrate, and until next time, bye-bye.